0: Comics in Motion is thrilled to be partnering with Humble to become Humble Partners. If you follow the link in the show notes, you'll be taken to Humble Bundle, where you can get some access to some amazing stuff. Digital comics, digital books, video games, coding manuals. The amount of stuff that you can get there is obscene. Plus, you get it at a ridiculous discount. So here's what you need to do. Click that link. Go to Humble Bundle. Not only are you going to get great stuff at a great deal, but you're also going to support a charity and you're going to help Comics in Motion keep the lights on. So click the link, go to Humble Bundle, get yourself some amazing stuff. Thanks.
1: To the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob. For old time's huh?
0: Harley Quinn. Nice to meet ya. (laughs) Pardon
1: my French. Fuck those fuckers.
0: Marvel character ever, but you should never meet your heroes, because honestly, he's a bit of a dick. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain.
1: I am inevitable.
0: Walt. Alright, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi there, Chris, and hello to all
1: our listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion TV and Movie Reviews for shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'll be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic book reader... An arbour review reviewing from the TV and movie perspective. And what we also love to do is we also love to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our choice of the week, then we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, we're going to go back to the MCU, aren't we? We're going to do things a little bit out of order. I think Winter Soldier was our next one if we were worshipping that, that chronological order. But what are we going to review today?
0: Well, oh, Dave, we're going back to uh, 2016, and this is the first time I've ever seen this movie, which is terrible, because I watch a bang on about how I love the MCU. It's the only one I've not seen in the MCU, and there is a reason, which we'll get into in a sec, but it is Doctor Strange.
1: Nice. Now, I, I'll i be honest, not a massive fan of Doctor Strange. Um, I, th- I think it's just, I, I prefer the sci-fi characters, you know, the the things that, where it's more based in science, and, and when you've got magic, you can just kind of do anything, <laughs> you know, you can come up with, wave your hands, come up with a spell, and it basically does everything, and gets you out of every situation, and I know it's not quite that straightforward, and Honestly, they, so I do like Doctor Strange in, like, a team setting. He was in Defenders for years and in, well, <laughs> I was going to say more recent times, but uh, I guess it's not now, probably about 10 years ago. He was in, like, the New Avengers. So, you know, when you had the um, Superhero Registration Act, or, or in the movies it was the Sokovia Accord, wasn't it? You know, so yeah. you had the Civil War, you had one group of heroes who were willing to register one group of heroes who effectively went on the run, you know, uh, led by Cap. Then you had Doctor Strange on that uh, non-registration side, and so he was using his magic to kind of cloak, you know, create a base where everyone could go and uh, hide out kind of thing. So I I do like him in that. And and there's a book called – or a story called The Oath, which – Tells you everything I think you need to know about Doctor Strange. But yeah, not I, when this came up, I wasn't massively bought in, I must admit. And, and I was thinking, you know, the MCU have had so many great movies on the bounce. I mean, there's a couple of duds, you know, but I think that's, that's because you hold them to their own kind of standards. But I thought oh, this is going to be the one where they really drop the ball.
0: Yeah, and, and you know what, Dave? The reason, as I said, I've never seen it was because I think at the time, I, there was so many things came out, and it's obviously before we did that, started doing Comics in Motion podcast, but was totally wrapped up in the MCU. And I remember reading the reviews, and the reviews are brilliant. Like, Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at 89%, Dave, and on, on IMDb place. Like, It's got favourable reviews. It's not a crap movie. But because I have read that, it didn't really... F- I'd read a lot of you saying it's a great movie on its own, but it doesn't really... Further the story of the MCU. Now there's certain bits of it that I agree with. That the, I can see the little Easter eggs now. Now that we've got to the conclusion of this phase of the MCU, but it just wasn't there. I don't mind Benedict Cumberda- Cumber Cumberdack, Cumberback, <laughs> uh, and I liked him in Infinity War and Endgame, Dave. I really did, especially in Infinity War because he was quite prominent in that with Iron Man. I'd never seen him in any of the other films, really. So so to see, and then I, I kept thinking, I need to go back and watch that. And, you know, I did that with Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd, I'd completely missed it the first time round and then watched the first and second back to so I loved them. So, you know, bang on about how much I love these movies. And I still can't to this day understand why I'd never watched it. Having watched it this week, it's interesting. Like, I, I'm really interested in your thoughts on it because I know you've seen it a couple of times. And, and genuinely, it has everything I should like but I'm not sure about the film itself, Dave. There's a few bits that just don't make sense. And, and look, Benny Cumberga- Cumberback is a great, I'm not on his name, now. A <laughs> Cumberdack. <laughs> Cumberdack. <It's> easy <laughs> you it. It. <laughs> that's easy view, isn't it? That's the rip off YouTube version, fan <laughs> uh, made one. But yeah, I, he's a great actor, Dave. And I think everything I've seen, I just don't know why they didn't go to the cinema to watch this, which is weird. I mean, did you see it at the cinema?
1: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, there, there's no way from Iron Man in 2008, I've seen all of them at the cinema. And all I'll say, Chris, is it, it's just handy that obviously Endgame happened before lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the world did, did seem to go to shit after Endgame. to be honest. I mean, it, probably a year later, wasn't it? So, Yeah, fortunately, all the cinemas were open at that time, and so I did go and watch it. And without revealing my hand too much, I thought it was a well-made movie, um, but it kind of lived up to my expectations of what I thought it was going to be. But also, I think there were lots of... This movie feels a little bit like it's borrowed heavily from lots of other movies, you know, so you've got a bit of Inception in there. You've got a bit Batman Begins. It feels a bit Matrix in, in certain yeah. bits. Um, you know, so so it, I don't know. It, it's like someone threw in all of these other movie uh, kind of influences in this big melting pot and, and came up with this. And, you know, they are pretty faithful as well to, to Stephen Strange's origin. And I think this movie was more just to set him up for Infinity War, you know, because he did ultimately play quite a good role in that, didn't he? We, we had the yeah. Infinity Stone there, you know, so we hadn't seen that before the Time Stone, and obviously in Infinity War, you've got uh, Doctor Strange is looking forward in the future, and he can only see one outcome, you know, that where they're successful. So he's absolutely key in that team setting. And I guess it's, it's kind of what I was saying about the comics. I prefer him as a character in a team setting. I, I just don't really like him on his own.
0: Yeah, uh, and like I say, you're right, Dave. I have no background on this character. I'm really interested because I, I think you're right. There's a lot, there's a very much a familiarity with this film that I can't put my finger on. And that's probably what you've just said, but it's, it's taking certain aspects of other movies that obviously are not even in the MCU. They're just great movies in their own right. And yeah, I think that's they've gone for that formula, but I don't necessarily think they delivered. And I, I, I mean, I think probably the best thing to do, Dave, because I'll end up going on a little chat about this. <laughs> but should we get into our trailer? Let's go.
1: Stephen Strange.
0: some advice. Forget everything that you think you know. You're a man looking at the world through a keyhole. You've spent your life trying to widen it. Your work saved the lives of thousands. What if I told you that reality is one of many? I don't believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. You wonder what I see in your future?
1: Possibility.
0: save lives. So much you don't know.
1: We start off, we're in Kathmandu, and the sorceress, Cassilius and his zealots enter the secret compound of Kamataj and behead its librarian. They steal a few pages from an ancient mystical text belonging to the Ancient One, a long-lived sorcerer who taught every student at Kamataj, inclu- including Cassilius in the mystic arts. The Ancient One pursues the traitors, but Cassilius and his followers escape. We meet Dr. Stephen Strange, who's a wealthy and acclaimed neurosurgeon, and he's unfortunately texting and driving and comes up with a horrific accident where basically I think they got the local butcher to stitch his hands back together, (laughs) (laughs) which unfortunately for Stephen Strange means he can no longer uh, use his hands effectively as that neurosurgeon. Now, Chris, what do you make to the opening of this one?
0: Yeah, it's quite interesting, Dave. What, what I struggled watching this movie was, the effects are now really good, without a doubt. I had the full surround on blasting out. The, honestly, it's, it's just what we like, the MCU, the DC stuff, you know, Man of Steel, Dark Knight, all that sort of thing. The, the absolute sound is perfect. The one thing I don't really buy is is Bennington... <laughs> Fucking, I'm, I'm, at some point, I'm going to get his name right. Fucking Doctor Benedict. Strange, let's <laughs> call him that. <laughs> well, I've talking about Benedict Cumberbatch. He's acting, trying to be this arrogant surgeon. I don't really believe it. They're trying to tell the story that, basically, Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange, is Iron Man. He's an arrogant, egotistical fucking, little wadded in. I know he's a surgeon and Iron Man's a, a scientist, but that's basically who he is, Dave, the DNA.
1: Yeah. I think it. I think they work quite hard to try and not make him Iron Man, but you know, certainly like the uh, the goatee doesn't help differentiate him, does it? But essentially, yeah. you know, he is a bit of a prick um, when we meet him, and you know, he has a bit of a, a life changing moment, and then he becomes not as big a prick as he was before. I, I think the difference for me is that. In Iron Man, the first one, even though Downey Jr. was a bit of a bell end, he was still quite likable. Yes. Whereas I think Stephen Strange here is an utter prick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. He's like he's not likable at all. And I think that's you know, that's what he's going for. And and like I say, that's that's kind of what happened in the in the comics. You know, and he he'd studied um I, I think if you you could almost say Stephen Strange's superpower, even before the magic stuff, is his attention to detail you know he's got this photographic memory as well, so he he just studies so so hard, so that's why he became so powerful so quickly because he he was just relentless in the way he studied up and stuff, so that was what got him to the to the top of the neurosurgeon kind of um tree as well so so you know he is kind of quite exceptional even before all the magic stuff but yeah uh completely driven by his ego and um yeah i i think yeah i just didn't like him
0: yeah i think you're right there and that's a great uh, analysis of it because what what i found difficult one was the arrogance he was trying to portray i don't really care about him but this is one of the and i'm not just saying this because i've avoided watching this or just you know things in my schedule i just think oh i need to watch doctor strange is these leaps in this movie that you don't really see in the mcu i mean this movie touches nearly two hours right and i don't think it tells a great story about how he changes into doctor strange he literally has this accident we have this fellow surgeon actually saw christine she's his sort of ex-lover uh, you know, someone who she ends up looking from caring for him. He's going on about the accident. Like you said at the top about, you know, his hands are absolutely butchered and everything. He's going mad in. And he's got this thing in for this other doctor, basically slating him saying he's not a good doctor. And he, he stops this. We see like a surgery before his accident, how he takes a bullet dislodges that someone's brain who they were going to use as a donor and he saves the life and all this. And he's very arrogant, even when the family are like trying to hug him, he's sort of dismissive of it, you know, as if say, well, I am the best. And I, I get it but i don't buy it and i think you're right dave he's not a likable character in this and also when he's having his rocky three comeback fucking montage (laughs) i don't really buy it because when he goes into the temple and meets all the ancient ones and all the other like people who are the masters of this arts and he meets wong and all that the leap he goes from being an absolute novice to all of a sudden fighting against it's Mad Mickelson's, isn't it? It's amazing. I've yeah. oh, got his name right, Dave, isn't it? But um, <laughs> fucking Benedict didn't get right. But but he fights them and our great friend Scott Adkins, Dave. And I've got a Scott Adkins film lined up today uh, after we've recorded the one that you've watched, that Ninja Two. So I'm going to watch that. But you know, you've got the three of them, and he just goes full on Doctor Strange pretty much straight away. And I I don't have that feeling of like Iron Man or four or any of the other guys, you know, when they like have this come to Jesus moment where they're either going to die and give up, or they're going to fight through it and just find this inner, um, you know, inner strength, inner like being within themselves. And that, and that's where with this whole movie, I really struggle. Yeah. I, I think
1: I, well, let me go right back to the beginning. Actually. I think when I was watching this for the first time, what jumped out at me is just it started off really quite brutal you know this is going back to yeah. 2016 and you know just beheading the old librarian there you're like oh fucking hell!" you know straight in there yeah and i thought oh well maybe we're gonna get this really dark and gritty kind of almost like a horror movie type of thing but i don't i don't think that's what we got to be honest. I think the, the sense of time, I, I don't think the movie does a brilliant job of telling us what kind of time has elapsed. Because it does seem, I mean, it, it's an origin movie, so it has to happen fairly yeah. quickly. And, and, you know, we don't want to get too bored. But, you know, when he's, he's trying to repair his hands, he becomes aware of this patient who, you know, was a paraplegic, should have never walked again, and he had this, you know, miraculous recovery. And that's what puts him on the trail to, uh, to go off to Kathmandu and, and basically trying to find Kamad I think when he meets the Ancient One, I kind of liked that, uh, that effect, you know, she pushed him into the astral plane. You know, again, that's a big feature of Doctor Strange, you know, going into the astral plane. And um, actually, what, what did you make, Chris, of the fact that, I mean, this is, this is kind of Tibet, supposed to be Tibet. Um, but you've got Tilda Swinton there, who is not Oriental in the slightest. What do you reckon to that?
0: Um I don't know. I, I I think it's is this what you were referencing with the Batman Begins stuff, Dave?
1: Yeah, I I think yeah, a lot yeah, of his so. Yeah, when, when he meets the ancient one and he's going through his training and everything, that just felt a little bit Batman Begins to me.
0: Yeah, it did. And and a lot of it you you know one thing I got about this movie, Dave? Almost like and I've seen all of them and I love them all. I've been to the bloody museum and, and the, the the tour is Harry Potter. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of Harry Potter, especially the later on, say from Azkaban on, which is about third or fourth one in, and the fighting against Voldemort or the fighting against the Dark Arts and you've got Bellatrix and all them other people. And that's what it feels like. It almost feels like a children's TV show. And, and the fact that he keeps going back to Christine Palmer, the surgeon, to help him, Who he comes in knifed, but nobody else helps her. When she's, and, and she can just go into an ER room and resuscitate him and then he comes alive and you get this hologram of him and she just accepts that this is a hologram of Stephen Strange and he's fighting in here against like Scott Adkins and all yeah. the other guys. I, I just find that her acceptance of that is unbelievable. I know we're in a world where we've got fucking iron man spider-man we've had four you know a god from a different planet and a universe has been on the the, you know at this time scale around that and i do like in Endgame when the hulk goes to see the it's the ancient one in the one with the ball dead it looks like she's a harry krishna and she's saying like you know they go back to 2014 and he's she says well Stephen strange is performing surgery over on the other side of New mm, York or whatever. Yeah. I like them references, but in the end game, I just think the whole movie is a, is special effects driven, but I don't like the story. And I think what you said at the top of the show, and I know it's better, we all, you always say this when we're shitting on each other and say, no, it's you love it, I hate it or whatever. I'm in the same boat as you. I think this is a steady film but it's very similar to the second four movie, Dark World, where it's just there because it has to be.
1: Yeah. And I just
0: don't find, I don't think, I honestly don't think Dave, I'd probably watch this ever again, even if it's on TV. And I know I've got Disney plus, I would not seek this out. And not because I hated it, I just weren't invested in anything that was going on. I was more invested in seeing Scott Adkins. That he was a B movie actor at best because of his karate. And we've we've been absolutely fanboying over Scott Adkins, haven't we? Now for the last six weeks or so. So that's the only reason I was interested more than anything. And that's so bad. It is bad.
1: Yeah, and and he did do well, didn't he? It's a shame they can't bring him back in a kind of bigger role. You know, um, maybe he could come back in. I don't know, Master of Kung Fu or something like that. Fucking, yeah. he'd have made a better Iron Fist, wouldn't he? Fucking
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, old Dave. mean you would have made a better fucking Iron Fist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I guess the, the thing I would say about Tilda Swinton, I mean, she's such a great actor, isn't she? We, the last time we saw her on, on comics was uh, Constantine, and she played a brilliant role in that. I think that you've got this whole history of Hollywood whitewashing characters, and you think, well, really, this should be some, you know, old Chinese guy or or old Tibetan monk kind of thing. Now, from what I understand, it's kind of, you know, the fact that China just doesn't recognize Tibet as a thing. Um, So I think they've actually whitewash this character to not piss off the Chinese and alienate themselves from that whole market and stop themselves, Ah, stop them making all that money there. So I I don't know if that's a fact, but you know, I just think in 2016 was when this came out. And I'd like to think that is one of the last cases that we'll see of a a character being properly whitewashed. Um, But I can kind of, I'm almost, it sounds like I'm being a bit of an apologist. I can almost buy the fact that, well, if you're trying not to piss off the Chinese, you know, maybe they've just sort of sidestepped that one. And, and I think she does do a, a good job there. Um, but like I say, I mean, it is ultimately all, all kind of magic. But where it gets kind of really inception is when they go into the mirror dimension and you know they're running up the side of buildings, aren't they, and stuff like that? That just felt so inception to me, and coming back again you you're absolutely right. I hadn't thought of Harry Potter, but now you said it, yep i absolutely one of those as well. so you put throw in there Harry Potter, quite like those movies inception love that movie um, Batman begins love that movie as well, so you're throwing in all of these movies. All of these nods from these movies that I really like. But I think it's just, there's some secret ingredient missing to this. And it may just be that, you know, I, I don't care for the character, I don't care for the magic, but there is something missing. And with all of those influences from all of the great movies, I think this movie does fall short in, in what it should have been.
0: Yeah, I think so, Dave. And he's, he's so bad because, like I say, I think Benedict Cumberbatch back so good, as I said before, in, in the last two movies, Well, no, in the end game, he's only there at the end, really, isn't he? He's, he's very prominent in the last fight. He's not in the whole movie at all. But in Infinity War, he's front and centre, and I really enjoy his performance. I think he's great. He he gives Thanos you know, a run for his money. But one of the things in this, Dave, which I really, really just... I, I was watching thinking, have I missed something, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, is... When he's fighting against bad Mickelson and all the other guys, and then he goes into this like dimension outside where they're all gonna fight him, aren't they? They're in Asia, aren't they? And he and he disappears and Wong and the other guy are like, Oh, he's he's gone and all that. And then this big monster appears from nowhere, this sort of like bad guy off a video game or something, and and he's going, you know, I'm going to kill and he keeps killing strange, and we're getting like a groundhog day reference, aren't we? And he's constantly saying we need to have a chat or whatever, and I'm all come to make a deal. And I was like, I, have I missed that, Dave? Because I did not see. I, I, I don't see any references in the movie I'd seen up to that point. Well, that
1: that's Dumamu. So, so the um, the guys are ultimately trying to uh, bring Dumamu to Earth. You know, and and basically, he's kind of like uh, he's not quite the devil, but you know, if you think a, a big demon like that, that's ultimately what Mads Mickelson and Co are trying to do, and Scott Adkins so he he's your kind of big bad in this movie I just didn't really like the effects on this. I mean on the big screen chris i've got to tell you this movie looked phenomenal
0: I was going to say I bet it did yeah, yeah.
1: it, it looks so so good um but I, I didn't really like how they'd kind of drawn up Damamu there, but I guess what what you might be missing from this is obviously you've got the eye of Agamotto, so that's got the time stone in it. And you're not supposed to be messing around with that. You know, but because Stephen Strange is just thirsty for knowledge, he's trying to learn everything that he can, he ends up messing around with, you know, magic that other people think that he shouldn't really be messing around with. And actually when we get um the ancient one being killed off, you realise that actually she's been tapping into some of this dark magic as well. Which you've got um Uh, not Demo Mordo you know so initially you know he's a he's a big uh villain you know he's he's one of Doctor Strange's villains there but I mean he starts off kind of as a good guy and he's like this uh you know but he's a right and wrong type person you know so there should be no excuse at all for using any kind of dark magic or you know Anything that is not uh, deemed, you know, correct by him. So you, but you end up, you know, Doctor Strange is playing about with this time stone and, you know, moving time back and you you get the little effect, don't you, with the apple going back and and stuff like that. So that's all set up. I mean, he can't defeat Damamu, you know, with purely magic. So he ends up. He has to go into this. He has to use the time zone. Uh, time zone? <laughs> he has to use the time stone, the Eye of Agamotto, to basically create this time loop. Because he can't He can't just straight up beat him. So he basically has to wear him down. So he creates this time loop, and he just gets killed over and over and over again. Until, you know, Damamu you know, he's like, well fuck this you know to get out of it all right fair enough i won't invade earth and so that's that's kind of where that comes from
0: yeah i like i say it and i get it and i understand what you're saying but it's still i just felt the, the, the way it was delivered on the screen i just took it away from me and obviously he killed somebody earlier so he was saying i don't want to kill anybody do we and all this and and like i don't want to i wasn't a I was a doctor for a reason because when he's talking to Martin Anderson, the only bit of humour gets when he says, "What you know? What, what who are you?" What he goes, "I'm I'm a doctor," and he says something. He goes, "No, no, strange," and he goes, mm, "Yeah, it is." You know, and they're trying to get that sort of Iron Man four, but I don't think the jokes are very funny in this one. Dave, they they don't really land, do they? I mean, no, I think I, I think Wong is actually
1: a, a good standout character in this. You know, I think he. He plays a decent role, um, you know. He he probably has some of the better lines, doesn't he? Wong.
0: Yes, yeah, he does. To be fair, he, he's, he, the way he delivers it's better. And this stuff where we get a couple of jokes with his collar, don't we? Because obviously, his his whole cloak thing's got he's got his mind of its own. Anti, it's not yeah. just a piece of clothing. It's actually uh, got like its own life. And again, that's a Harry Potter type thing, Dave. I'm not saying. You know, obviously Doctor Strange, you know, come before Harry Potter and stuff. But because I've seen it, that sort of thing in the movies, anyone who goes to the cinema is only going to look at that as a point of reference. You're not if you don't yeah. know the backstory, you wouldn't understand that with his character. Just any young kid's going to go, oh, that reminds me of Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But like you say, I mean, this this actually came around in the sixties, Chris. And you, mean, you know, yeah. one of the interesting things about dr strange so it's created by steve ditko and obviously you know co-created by stan lee of course <laughs> anything in the early Again, 60s yeah. oh yeah stan was there at, at the inception of all of them but a lot of the kind of university students and colleges and stuff are, they all got into this because of the artwork and it was so trippy and you know you smoke smoke a little bit and then read these comics and it's like whoa but the guy steve ditko is you know he's a very straight-laced chap very reclusive as well he doesn't he walked away from spider-man didn't want to anything to do with it created these weird characters like mr a who was kind of an influence for like the the rorschach character and you know I, i've got to say you know unfortunately he's passed on now but but pff, he's such a staunch conservative he'd have been voting for donald trump quite honestly that that's the yeah. sort of person he, yeah. he kind of was and so it's weird to have someone like that create someone like Doctor Strange, but also just the these fantastic visuals that, that you got in the comics. So I don't think those those are quite good. Um, but, yeah, I, the, the problem I have with this ending as well, Chris, is that um, you could just always use that, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, we, in Infinity War, he could have just created a time loop there as well and just ground Thanos down (laughs) just until you really pissed him off and it's like, oh, all right, I'll give up trying to collect all the infinity stones then you know would have been a shit
0: movie though dave yeah <laughs> yeah groundhog day <laughs> I, I must admit we'll have to do that on the vhs strikes back groundhog day is to love i love the bit where he chins that guy yeah. and he's like, hey and then he just that one day he just smacks him don't he? he's just like right i've had enough of this every day you know i've got you babe and all that but yes <laughs> i don't think he delivers I, th- I think it's a shame dave because i agree with you if i'd been on the cinema and watching that i would have been loved it on the big screen all the sound every it would have totally elevated the movie. There's a lot of films you have to experience in the movie. And I think maybe that's why misses a beat for me. I've got a great system and everything at home, a great massive TV, but it's not the same, Dave, is it being sat there in the pitch black, totally engrossed screen right in front of your eyes, pretty much. And you've got the sound everywhere. You can't replicate that in your house. I don't care what anybody says.
1: Yeah. I mean, what what do you reckon to the baddies in this? Because... I've got to say, you know, Mads Mickelson, we saw him in Rogue One, didn't we? And, uh, you know, he was kind of a goodie there. He was the guy who put the fault in the Death Star that allowed it to be exploited and, and you know, blew the whole thing up with one shot. Um, but I've got to say, I prefer him as a baddie. <laughs> you know, I thought he was brilliant in Casino Royale. And I think he doesn't have a lot to do, quite honestly, in this movie. But when he's on screen playing a baddie. I just think that I just think he's brilliant.
0: He is brilliant. Is it Rogue One, Dave, where he's thinking he's yeah is it Rogue One or Rogue Solo? One. Is it Rogue yeah, One? Yeah. He's Rogue One and he works for the Empire but he's not actually working He's pretty much kidnapped isn't he and stuff. Um, that's what
1: I was saying he, he put the fault in the Death Star, didn't he? Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe if I'd listen to you Dave, like yeah. you- <laughs> that,
1: that, that thing that I just like said <laughs> about a minute ago, that that's the one, yeah, Rogue One.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now Dave, where can everyone get us? anyway, yeah <laughs> well, I, Anyway, I think yeah, the I fact agree. that
1: you've got him and then you've got this kind of bigger bad dumamu and then because you've got mordo as well and i'm not i wasn't sure if it was because i know he's a baddie from the comics i know eventually he's gonna turn you know and become a baddie as well i i just think again it's maybe that spider-man 3 problem where you've just got too many baddies but not one really bad baddie you know or, or good baddie if you like um but I guess you don't have that baggage, so you know, it's not that. There there is some missing ingredient in this though. And you know, they, they could have probably spent a bit more time with the um with the villains. Because you know, I mean even the action scenes, so it was, mentioned Scott Adkins. What what did you reckon to his little role there?
0: Atkins is great, Dave. I think he, he, I buy into that because I know he's an accomplished mar- martial artist. What I don't buy into is Doctor Strange hasn't got – there's not even a training montage of him fighting Dave, but he is able to sort of scrap with these yeah. warriors. That's the one thing – I'm not saying we do a Matrix where fucking we download Kung Fu and <laughs> Ninjitsu and fucking Jiu-Jitsu and all that stuff like we see with Neo. That's believable because you're in well, – well, no – It's not believable, but it's believable for the film. And it tells the story how Keanu Reeves' character, Anderson, can go from being a computer analyst or whatever he is and a computer hacker on the side to being this absolute warrior because he's living in this unrealistic world. It's a a computer program. I can get that. What I don't get with this is, it's not like we don't see Stephen Strange for a year and then he comes back a la Batman Begins, Dave, where he goes and gets trained by Ra's al Ghul and and the League of Shadows and all that. And then he comes back. He might have a bit of spunk behind him, a bit of fight in him, which we usually is what you see with these heroes is they have a load of fight in them, but then they they have to go off and train to become the warrior that they are. But with Stephen Strange, he literally goes from Doctor little bit of shitty training, which doesn't really mean anything, to all of a sudden being able to hold his own against three people. And I know we get the moment when he comes up from the stairs and he's got the cape on and we're supposed to be like, oh my God, he's now Doctor Strange. But it just doesn't hit at all for me, Dave. I just think the fighting's off, and not because of anyone else, just because it's not believable with Doctor Strange. I just yeah. don't believe he can leap that quickly.
1: Well, again, I don't know... The movie didn't do a good job, but I mean, this could have been a year, two years, three years that he was up there doing doing all this yeah. training and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we didn't really see him do any kind of fighting, any martial arts training, did we? No, you know, no. It, it it was mostly just you know, he's mostly studying, and then suddenly he's going to go up against these martial arts fucking monks (laughs) doing flips and everything. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't think, I don't think the montage stuff really sold it. You know, it should have had like a, um, you know, a classic Jean-Claude Van Damme, Chris, you know, legs tied to both trees, you know, <laughs> giving him the old splits. He <laughs> should have had some stuff like that. A bit of a kickboxer or a blood sport montage, maybe. And, and then you could have believed that he could have even just held his own. But, you know, the fact that you've got this surgeon, you know, his hands are fucked. He studies really hard but now he's a borderline ninja as well. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's not, not believable, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. That I think if you look at each of the ingredients, I, I think it works because the action with Adkins in is, is really good. Um, the effects are good. You know, the music's decent. I don't particularly remember it. Um, you know, it's okay. Cinematic. So Mads Mickelson's good. You know, it's just... It, it does ultimately, though, just fall a little bit flat. I will mention, though, you talked about Christine there. So it is a little bit of an Easter egg. So she's the night nurse in the comics. So basically, when you've got all these vigilantes, you know, particularly Daredevil. like Daredevil and stuff. Well, so... Yeah, Rosario Dawson's right. character yeah. is a kind of night nurse, but it's it's not the same one. Rosario Dawson is is not the original night nurse. Christine is the original night nurse, and basically, you know, she's helping patch up all of the uh, superheroes who get beat up and stuff. And I, th- I think she's super villains as well, actually. Now I think about it. Um, so yeah, I thought that was an interesting little little nod. To the comics, there, but you know, again, their relationship was a bit funny, wasn't it? I, I couldn't really tell, you know, they'd obviously had some kind of romantic connection in the past, but you know, were you particularly bought into their relationship or do you care? I, th- I think that's probably it, Chris, isn't it? With a lot of this stuff, they don't make you care about any of it, I don't think.
0: No. No, I think that's right. I, I, honestly, I'm with you on that. It, it's a great nod because we do see it in Daredevil, don't we, where Rosario Dawson's characters you slowly turn into the nurse because she's in the crossovers for all them little the, 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 the Marvel Defenders. properties. yeah, yeah. Defenders, you know, Iron Fist. Ugh, I was still shuddering at that day. You know, Jessica <laughs> Jones and stuff like that. So you get it. She She's the glue between all of them. and And obviously, especially in... Oh, which one I absolutely loved? What's the um? So what do we have? That Iron Fist, Daredevil, Jesse, Punisher, Daredevil. Luke Cage, Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage was brilliant. Then it fell off a cliff, didn't it, in the first series? Um, yeah. Once he was playing off. Blade, left. Yeah, yeah. He was brilliant, and then obviously second series was pretty good. But yeah, it, it, look, it, it, it's all little nods that we can see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you're right. I just don't think there's anything in this movie i really really cared about i didn't clock watch i was enthralled with what i'm watching but at the end of it i come away thinking i could still have never watched this and it wouldn't made one bit of difference to the mcu even the end credits dave don't mean a lot to be honest i think it shows you
1: the power of the time stone doesn't it yeah you know and uh, so we're getting quite close at this time. I think this was the last movie just before Infinity War, wasn't it? So that was almost the final piece. And then, you know, you're going into Infinity War and, you know, Thanos is, is you know, that's the last one that he collects. I th- oh, no, Vision's one is the last one, isn't it? But, you know, it, it's just part of that journey. But... I don't know. I'm with you. I think it's probably, you're not really missing a lot because you can tell in like, you know, a scene or something, what the time stone is. In fact, they use the time stone, don't they? Yes. Um, Just before he gets the last one off vision because they, they go back in time. Um, So yeah, but I think this made plenty of money, Chris. I mean, it made not, not massive amounts, but it made six hundred and seventy-seven million. Um, so it, it wasn't; it didn't break the billion-dollar barrier, which you know the top top movies tend to do. But um, you know, I think there's probably a lot of people out there who do like this movie.
0: Oh, I'm sure there is, David. I'm sure people are going to say to him, what are, you fucking, "What are you going on about?" But it just wasn't me, this at all, sadly. And uh, yeah, it will go with four Dark World. I think, Dave, it's just one of them ones that's right at the bottom of my greatest MCU movies. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah.
1: Now, what what did you make to the to the end credits though?
0: Um. I think th- you know what, Dave. I think the sad thing is with the end credits. I end up looking forward to them more than the actual movie. <laughs> I know that's bad, that in it. I know it's bad, but but I do. And um, I don't know because obviously we get to see Loki, don't we? In four. Um,
1: well, actually, yeah. So, the- so this wasn't the last one before Infinity War, was it? It was Thor Ragnarok that was the last mm.
0: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ragnarok goes straight into uh, Thanos is on their ship. Any after they've got they're coming, yeah, home,
1: coming home, aren't they? So basically, the uh, mid credits, um, strangers agreeing to help out Thor to to find their dad. So I guess that again, it's kind of a necessary. The, the mid credits and end credits. Well, I like, usually you'd have a jokey one in there, a throwaway one, and and then often you'd have one that drives forward the overarching story as well. And I guess this, you know, brings together these two characters, Doctor Strange and Thor, and, and at the beginning of Ragnarok, obviously, uh, they find their dad just temporarily before it all goes to crap. Yeah. I, I did like the trick. I, I wish I you know could use this trick where his beer just keeps filling up. <laughs> 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 Obviously, when we get to end game, you know, he uh, he probably could do without that trick. You know, he, he's got a bit of a gut there, hasn't he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dave, he'll be straight back in that gym for the next uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or wherever we've seen four, I'm sure.
1: You know what? He popped up, old Chris Hemsworth popped up on my... Um, uh, Instagram yesterday and he's a fucking beast. Like lifting him. this. Oh did you see it? The, lifting yeah. the tire and it, it F- he said something F- about having a donut. He looks like a bodybuilder, <laughs>
0: doesn't he? Yeah, he's massive, Dave. And uh, I don't think he's going to fail, to pass any um, <laughs> drug test, Dave, but I don't <laughs> he looks like a fucking monster. I love Chris Hemsworth anyway. Yeah. He looks great. He does. He looks really good, Dave.
1: Yeah. And like the end credit scene as well, you, you get this switch, don't you? So from Mordo. So, you know, he basically is um, stealing back this mystical energy that helped this guy, you know, who told Doctor Strange about camotage and what have you. So he basically says the, the earth's got too many sorcerers. So they're kind of setting him up for a villain, for a, a Doctor Strange 2 as well. So, And uh, who knows when that'll be coming out. You know, with, <laughs> it's supposed to be having the whole multiverse thing in there as well, aren't we? But with, the, with all the pandemic and whatever, I think it's due to come out 2021, 22, I think but um yeah who knows when that will come out
0: yeah exactly so dave should we get into our scores let's go Gutted about this to be honest, Dave. I, I you know, I, I, you know, me, I love to go in and absolutely tear things to shreds. There's not a lot to tear on this one. There's a couple of leaps that I think just don't make sense. It's just too quick the way he becomes Dr. Strange, as in the, the superhero Dr. Strange. I'm not really into this magic stuff, I, you know, and I haven't gone into it with a preconception of, oh, this is just not my sort of thing. I was hoping that there'd be enough action and enough things to keep me entertained, but I just wasn't. I just think. I'm not convinced by uh, Doctor Strange at all as a fighting hero. I said that. It just, the leap of him all of a sudden being able to fight against these warriors who've been going for years just made nothing. I just made no logical leap that at all. I think his acting to be arrogant doesn't hit for me. Just the whole movie itself, it's a good movie. And I think it's a great. It's a great movie if you want to sit there in the afternoon, bit of popcorn, sit with the family, turn all the lights off, shut the curtains. If you've got the right surround sound and everything, then enjoy it for what it is. It's two hours of uh, a fairly decent superhero movie within the MCU, and there's plenty of little Easter eggs if you really want to see it. But for me, I will never watch this again, Dave. I don't think it's absolutely horrendous because it's not, but it's certainly not something that I would say to anybody, if they wanted, you know, moving the MCU, just throw us one of the origin movies that you think I can enjoy. And I don't really have to worry about the rest of the saga. This wouldn't be it, Dave at all. It really wouldn't. So, um, I'm wondering, I'm to send it, Dave, but I think I'm going to have to put it in the, in the top area of hell's kitchen because I just don't think it's good enough for me personally to be in the middle. I was going to put it in the middle. And I just think as we've talked about it, I just can't do it, Dave. I really can't. So what about yourself? Let me just
1: ask you a question, right? Because I'm fairly scandalous here, but not very nice (laughs) statement. But Benedict Cumberbatch is just not that funny. And I'm wondering, if you had Robert Downey Jr. playing this role, I wonder if it'd be a lot better. You know, because he has some funny lines, you know, the, there's the bit about when he meets Wong and he's like, oh, see, so that's just it, Wong, like Beyonce. And, uh, you know, I don't think he really sells it, but I'm wondering if it was someone like Downey Jr. He, he just has a better comedy timing and he bounces off people a lot better, I think. And and that ridiculous American accent as well, I don't think we brought that up in the, in the main review, did we? But no. I, I, I just wasn't i just wasn't bought into that at all and i know he's supposed to be this new york surgeon but if you're going to cast benedict cumberbatch just let him be english <laughs> you know? um so yeah i i don't know i i think there's a couple of things wrong there i, I don't like I say in the team movies i think he's he's great in infinity war I, th- I think he plays a great role but on his own just not really into it at all i do think this is a solid movie there's nothing to really you know some of the ones we've looked at chris especially for the vhs that they're just woeful aren't they but yeah you kind of get enjoyment out of how crap it is you can't say that with any of this movie at all i think it just it ultimately just doesn't do enough to make you care though i think the effects are brilliant um but you could probably consume those in like more YouTube format when they're in the kind of mirror dimension and running up the side of buildings and stuff that just looks absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, of course, you know, the whole, um, sling ring type thing, uh, it gave us our best moment, didn't it? In end game with the, where caps, facing down Thanos' army and you get Wong turning up with everyone and uh you get the whole on your left type thing. So yeah you know, there's a lot of pieces that are laid out that will pay off, you know, in, in later movies, I think. But it, it almost feels like it's a it's a necessary slog to get through this movie. Um not not entirely necessary, but it, it does give you a bit more information for later on i don't think i'm going to be quite as harsh as yourself i I don't think it's a hell's kitchen movie just because like i say i think it's very competent there's a lot that's impressive about this movie as well but i'm I'm not going to send it any higher than all the justice i think it it's right in the middle for me and definitely you know uh, may do this one day. When we've been through all the MCU movies, we might have a go at ranking them. Um, but this definitely falls in the in the bottom half. This is down there with the likes of Incredible Hulk, Thor, Dark World, Iron Man 2 for me. Even though, you know, I quite enjoy those movies, I, I'm not even sure. I think I'd watch Iron Man 2 before this.
0: I would. I would, Dave. Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Without a doubt. Whatever yeah. you think of the movie, he's still got the old wise cracks there. He's a he's an enjoyable character. So yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah. And I think when we went back to
1: watch it last year, we because they laid so many so much of the groundwork, I think after Endgame we enjoyed Iron Man 2 a little bit more, didn't we? So uh...
0: Yeah, yeah, we did enjoy it. And, and I think that's like that's a bit like what we did with Spider-Man, Dave, wasn't it? 2002, I've seen it so many times and we talked about it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it this time.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, so, yeah, I, I think sometimes if you leave them long enough, they become a better film because you're going into it almost with fresh eyes and knowing that this stuff happened later, which brings it all together. I just think, yeah, that... I don't think this would be that type of film, Dave. I don't think in ten years' time you're going to turn around and go, "This is really good film." I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. Now, Chris, how can everyone get in contact with us?
0: Uh, on email, guys. Comics in Motion Podcast at Gmail. Got, got, got. <laughs> <He's laughs> <drinking. laughs>
1: more comics- drinking again <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's not Dave I'm not drinking <laughs> Yesterday I was sober um, Comics in motion podcast at gmail.com If you want to follow us on social media guys at Comics in Motion P and I say every week we have got a great plethora of episodes and different content creators on the Comics in Motion feed so please get on there on your podcast catching app and there's going to be something for every single one of you and at the moment we're currently doing a week by week dissection of the mandalorian season two i've been there for the first three episodes and i think mr horrocks and mike burton are taking over it is mike's show star wars comics in canon and he's just doing a week by week so we're up to episode four this week guys so get over there don't, some don't forget this out. is
1: coming out on the third of december so
0: that could be a problem that day. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll have we'll have done
1: <laughs> we'll have done five episodes. Then <laughs> we'll be we'll have done five episodes.
0: Well, get, and get then, over then, there. The next
1: episode will be uh, episode six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that as well. Yeah, four, five, and six are crackers. You'll see me on one of them. <laughs> Continue me, Dave.
1: Continue it, <laughs> no, Chris. We're actually we're going to stay in this kind of less sci-fi and more magical, and and more bit bit more sword and sword, so- well, not sword and sorcery, but um, a bit more of a demonic type property. So. Next week, we're going to look at Hellstrom, which is based on a, a Marvel Comics character, so Damon Hellstrom, and um, you've also got Satana in there as well. So uh, this is separate. This was created uh, for Hulu, and uh, we're just going to look at the first couple of episodes of this. I have no idea if this is going to be any good, uh, quite honestly, but let's listen to the trailer. For centuries... We've been fighting and keeping track of different things that move in and out of this world. The most dangerous ones, we find a way to contain. This is one of the worst ever. Mom, can you hear me? I demand to speak with my mother.
0: I am mother.
1: My body is a cage.
0: It's mom. The thing that's got a hold of her. It's gotten stronger. This family's unnatural behavior. I've never experienced anything like it.
1: What happened to them? It wasn't some random family tragedy. <laughs> Father it was evil. And mother cursed him for discovering the truth.
0: There are other forces
1: at play here. The demon is so powerful, They could break down all of mankind. We can't do this alone. If we put them together now, then we'll be we blowback. Please tell me the b is dead. My body is a...
0: come crawling back looking for mommy's love My <laughs> body.
1: the last thing the world needs is a hellstrom family reunion Now, Chris, how are you going to finish us off today? <laughs> I was waiting for you to go, where can everyone get you again, yeah. Chris?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Dave, usually I used to be really good at thinking on the fly and coming up with various different things. And I haven't really got anything, Dave. But I will say, Doctor Strange does say to Iron Man, there's only one outcome that, you know, we can win the whole Thanos saga and everything. And for me, Dave, the only outcome I ever wanted was never to see this film ever again. So I'll see you next time. Bye now. Excuse
1: me, I'm Eric Lentra. Sounds Xavier. Go fuck yourself.
0: What in the ass? Tell me something, my friend. Ever dance with the devil in the pan? What? I always ask that all.
1: I just like the <laughs> Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of jor Kneel before Zod! Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am Iron I'm Batman. And he...